When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Hello, and welcome back to the Sunday special episode of the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. And we have a very special guest. Am I right? We do. We have a very, very special guest, TikTok sensation, Tinks, welcome. We're very excited to have you. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm so excited to be here. We're excited to have you here. Yeah, we are. We are pumped. I'm a huge fan of your your work. Um, <laughs> I would say that um, my my favorite uh, TikTok of yours, and I'm like, I'm usually like 20 years late to like whatever the new platform is. Um, is that one about like you shouldn't be scared to get get the vaccine? And then it was like if you went to all these New yeah. York clubs mm-hmm. and bars um, and Jared knows my alternate, my autobiography title is washed up party girl. So I really, <laughs> truly it. related to that one. Yeah. We will have a lot in common then. Yeah. I, I did two versions, <laughs> uh, New York and LA party girl. Cause there's just certain clubs where like, if you've been to them in New York and if you've like partied in New York at all, full stop, like truly we're, we're built different and we have very little to be afraid of. So. Totally How long agree. were you in New York? How long have you been in LA? What's uh, what's the split here? I've really just done a, a whole tour of US coastal cities. I was in the Bay Area for eight years. Um, I was one of in- my favorite cities in the world. Best yeah. food. Yeah, I love People it. Bullshit shit on San Francisco, and I I get it. There's a lot of tech bros now, and and it's the vibe is off. But I had a great time there. I went to Stanford um, undergrad. I'm from London originally, went to Stanford undergrad, lived in San Francisco for four years, lived in New York for two, and I've been in LA for a year and a half. So I truly do know about um, fuckboys in all the major cities, um, and I know about the dating patterns, which does make me somewhat of an expert. So that's that's why I have so many opinions, I think. You're just like us, uncertified, unlicensed experts at, um, <laughs> exactly. you know, exactly what we do. Um, so, I mean, one of the things I guess we wanted to ask you, you, since you have lived in all these different places and, you know, what do you think is the major difference between dating like in, in a city like L.A. or a city like New York? I feel like everyone thinks their city is the worst to date in. So two things. Firstly, everybody thinks that their city is the worst to date in. And I hate to be all woo woo, but it is so much about attitude. If you go out thinking this is an awful city to date in, the people here are trash, like then that will be your experience. That having been said, here's the major difference between New York and LA. In New York, dating is a thing that you do 
as just a part of your life. It's like going to the gym or doing laundry. When you talk to your friends in New York who are single, you sit down to dinner with them and they're, and you're like, Oh, what'd you do last night? And they're like, Oh, I, you know, I went to the gym. I went on a date. I uh, got dinner. Um, and then like I took his annex and I went to bed in, in LA, the anticipation and the buildup for a date, it's like a three-week thing. It's like, I think I'm going to go on a date with this guy. You have to get out your map. You have to map if you live in the same place. Like, it's a lot of driving, and then they're usually going to flake anyway. But people in New York, they just get the reps in because it's so available. You can meet someone on Hinge at lunchtime and conceivably go on a date with them that night. Now, I would never advocate for a same-day date. We can get into that later. But that's very much the vibe It's just like, three or four dates a week, getting those reps in. It's just something you do. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree with the attitude part because like you mentioned San Francisco, like, and people going to the tech bros. Well, you're the one going to the Marina every night. Right. It's like, you can go to a different bar. You can go to, you know, hang out in Chinatown. You can go hang out in other places where, or go to, you know, little Italy there. And like, there's other places to go that, might not have that group that you're complaining about, but continuing to hang out with. Completely. And you have to, you have to set yourself up for success on multiple levels. I, I, I always say, you know, people say, oh, I really want to be dating. Like, how do you meet people? And it's like, there's several things, right? So firstly, are you on the apps? If you're not, then I'm sorry. Like, I really can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. You need to be doing that just to be putting out that vibe into the universe. Secondly, are you just going to the same bars? As you said, so many people, they just go to the same bars with the same group of people. And I always say to people, like, if you're standing in a group of six girls, it's hard for someone to come up with, come up to you. You're not giving off the energy that you want to meet new people. Um, and thirdly, like, are you just going to, are, are you, are you sticking around with the same group? Like, if you have a friend that you don't know that well, ask them to take you to a dinner party, ask them to take you to their favorite bar. Like that's how you meet new people. You have to set yourself up for success. Otherwise you will get frustrated really quickly. Absolutely. Right. I totally agree. Doing the same thing definitely yields the same results. <laughs> that LA thing that you talked about, um, LA are professional cancelers too. Like they are LA, like just generally is like in the cancel game oh yeah like, i feel mm -hmm. like especially because if everyone's in the industry listen everyone is industry even though like even the artists are like well i'm not industry the yeah. artists are as much industry as the industry people are if they even touch entertainment they are so good at canceling in the nicest way possible that oh, that's all they do all day so they're good at it at night they're gonna be good at it for you for for sure it's, it's a very flaky city for two reasons the first is logistical and it is just you know, more difficult to go and meet someone if they're in a different part of town. I mean, Venice and West Hollywood, where I live, are 45 an hour away, at, like prime time on a, on a weeknight. So that's the first thing. And and people, people honestly don't even get mad when you cancel for that reason, because it is annoying to spend two hours in your car. Like people get that. And the second reason is, ugh, listen, I love LA. It's, it's my adopted city, but it is a city of better dealers. So mm -hmm. in the sense that, you know, if someone has a date and then someone says, oh, there's a cool party. Do you want to go to that? People will cancel. And and in L.A., that's, you know, that's just what the vibe is. Interesting. I guess in New York, there's just not as much exciting shit. Or like also, I also feel like maybe it's a New York girl who like might just kind of go on a date after work, like in whatever she's wearing, like not give a shit. And I feel like in L.A., the standard for like your pre-date prep 
is yeah. like a serious thing. Like you're not just going with your like work hair or whatever. Mm, such a good point. Respectfully, when I think about New York dating, like in in your 20s, I think about girls in like a Theory or an Ann Taylor, like high-waisted pencil skirt with like a, a crumpled blouse. Um, not crumpled, but just, you know, she wore it for the day and her hair and like her little longchamp toad and her little beaten down flats. And she'll just go to the date, which I respect. And I actually think that's way better because in LA, it also takes some of my friends like a week to prep for a date. They got to get their hair done. They need nails. And it's just like, what version of yourself are you presenting? So I think that there's some middle ground, but I, that's a, a really, another really interesting difference that I totally agree with. In New York, it's just like, as I said, people are rolling from work and that's their vibe. Um, whereas in LA, it's a whole process. But it's all, this is really all to say that you're not going to find a, a dating utopia out there. And if you think you are, then you really like aren't seeing the, you know, the filters on life that people are putting up. Like, it's bad everywhere you go. There's a problem. There's someone that thinks it's bad. There's too little people. There's too many people. It's always going to be something. Totally. And, and so, but for me, I look at it the flip side. I, I understand that people think like, oh, everywhere's bad. And I'm like, you guys, you can also just look at it and say, there's got people everywhere. There's literally people everywhere. It's about your attitude. And I, to be quite frank, like, and I always give myself as an example so that I'm not, you know, being negative towards other people. When I was in New York, I was not in a very happy place in my life. I had a bad attitude and I really went on very few dates in two years and I didn't enjoy it that much. In LA, I'm a lot happier and I have a good attitude about it. And I feel like I meet people, I meet guys all the time, like all the time. And I'm having such a fun time dating. So it is about where you're at in your life, the energy you put out and, and to be honest, how much effort you put into it. Like if you're just sitting in your house, a guy isn't going to come and knock on your door and be like, Hey, I'd like to take you on a date. Like it, that's not how it works. You have to put, have to put the energy out there to that, that you want to receive. Totally. Um, I wanted to ask you also about, um, you read about this box theory. Can you, yes. can you explain that? Cause we've touched on that, but I'd love to hear your take on, on it. Okay. So my box theory, I believe that when a guy meets you in a romantic setting, so either on a dating app, at a bar, at a party, whatever, he puts you in a box. There is three boxes. He wants to sleep with you. He wants to date you, or he wants nothing to do with you. So it's very, it's impossible to move from box to box. The reason that I came up with this theory is because a lot of my followers would always ask me like, how, how long should I wait to sleep with him? And I think that the fact that there used to be like rules, like, oh, three dates, five dates, totally ridiculous. Because if a guy wants to date you, there is almost nothing you can do to change his mind about that. Like you can sleep with him on the first date. You can, one of the guys I dated, I literally puked on his shoes the first night that I met him and he was infatuated with me. If they want to date you, they want to date you. On the flip side, if they meet you and they're like, I don't want a girlfriend or like, this isn't my girlfriend, I but I do, I am attracted to her and I want to sleep with her. You can make him wait for three months and it's not going to change his mind. He's not going to be like, well, now she's wifey material because she waited. I do not believe in that. Mm -hmm. Women are totally different. And that's the box theory. Jared, do you, as a man, <laughs> do, you, do you agree? Impossible to move boxes? Um, I agree. I, I, I think the hard part about it is I, I respect everything you're saying. And I, I agree with the idea of like, 
you know, if he wants to date you, fucking on the first date isn't going to, like, deter him from trying to date you. You're just going to find out faster if he wants to date you or not. The right. problem is the guy who wants to fuck you and the guy who wants to be in a relationship with you act exactly the same. Right. So so the problem <laughs> is they're both in disguise as each other. So, so the point there is sleep with them when you want to. That's that's the punchline of, of the box theory. It's like, it's like don't stress about oh, have I made him wait? Have I not made him wait? Like the, it, it should be a weight off of our shoulders because it's like, if you feel like sleeping with someone, you should do it. Um, it doesn't matter how long it's been. And that's that's the punchline of the theory. So it, it should take off the pressure of like, I mean, I still have friends who are like, oh, I've waited two weeks. Do you think that's long enough? That's crazy. That's madness. Well, you're speaking our language, Tanks. We, you know, we <laughs> really don't live in any rules here. It's like, because it, it, we get like the classic question, sh how many dates should I wait? Well, should compared to who? Who, right. what are we saying should with? Like mm -hmm. who makes, who's the bar? Who's the rule? Nobody. How do you feel about it? And, and the problem is people want answers to absolve themselves of having bad feelings. It takes time. You know, all of us are around the same age. We all take, it, when we were 22 out of the box, graduated college, we weren't like, I know exactly how I feel about sex. No, you, it, it takes some time to go, well, I liked how I felt after I did it with, you know, you know, got physical with this person and it happened in this way. I didn't like how I felt when it happened in this way. And it's a, that's the problem is like, it's a cocktail that like, we can't give you the answer to, we can't give you the mix, but that's why like the, the whole thing of like, I mean, the, we get a lot of like, I have a lot of women that are like, I don't want to scare him away. And it's like, you can do nothing to scare a guy away who wants to fuck you and who wants to be with you. Those two guys are frightened of nothing. The guy right. who has fucked you but doesn't want to be with you is afraid of everything. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it's like, you're just getting answers to your questions. Right. It's more about, like you said, like not like, will he like me or will he won't like me if I sleep with him? But it's more like, will I like him artificially more than I, mm. than I might? Otherwise, like if I slept with him on the second date, would that make me more attached than is than I think that I would be otherwise or like be yeah. more invested? And I think a lot of the times uh, girls will sleep with a guy and feel good about it. And then they will trip themselves out right after because of what they they're they're looking for a change in his behavior and it, it makes them feel like on edge. And and that's that's wrong because as you said, Jared, like there, the guy who wants to be with you is afraid of nothing. And so, yeah. but I do think a lot of the times girls will sleep with a the guy, they'll feel good about it. They'll say, they'll be like, I'm ready. I'm into this. I want to do it tonight or whatever. And then the, ne the next day they'll be like, Oh my God, did I freak him out? Did I, what? was that too soon? And then that will change their behavior. And it's stressful for them, which it's like, it shouldn't be. If you wanted to, then that's great. But you have to be a little bit detached from the outcome. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. 
The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and Sea Holly Bio Extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While multi-active cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get multi-active day and night cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP with promo code UUP, Clarins.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows the problem a lot of times happens is like if you're dating like this is all part of dating just because you went on date doesn't mean you will go on date so a lot of people are like looking for well where did it go wrong you know, and it's like, you, there's not one thing anyone can do that it went wrong. It's like, oh, I'm not really feeling this match. I'm not excited about it. I'm not in that, you know, that mystical category of the one, you know, like, and they go, well, why did we do all that before? And you're like, because I was trying to figure out if I like you too. Like, like, you know, everyone has their different ways towards a match. And it's like, the problem is we all have our different ways and assume everyone's is the same as ours. So get, yeah. that's where people get a little upset and it's hard. Again, relationships are hard is, is, is the no-brainer uh, conclusion yeah. of all these things. But Yeah, and I think, I think um, to your point, I wish that women especially didn't waste so much time looking back and, and when things don't work out and being like, where did I – you know, if it's a casual thing, you're seeing someone for a couple weeks or, you know, a month or so, mm. and they're like, do you think it was this text? Do you think it was – do you think it was this that I did? And I always tell people like, it's not one thing, as you said, it just, you didn't vibe and you guys were just trying to figure each other out. But I think women take it so personally and they, and they're so critical and they, and they, tr they think that one text and you know what, this even extends to like texting culture as well. When girls spend so much time crafting the perfect text and then they're like, do you think that that was it? Do you think that that wasn't it? Literally, it doesn't matter. It's just, you, you need to think of the early stages of dating as just sniffing each other's butts, just vibing out and seeing if you match. And it's not one thing. It's not like a chess game where one wrong move is going to collapse the whole I always, situation. I always, I always think of it as like I'm with a group of dudes and one of them says to me, look at this fucking chick. 
and it's his phone with like three texts in a row asking him what he's doing tonight. And I'm like, okay, what about it? <laughs> and he's like, she's trying to hang out with me. And it's like, is she cool? Do you like her? What, what's the problem? Like that would be the normal reaction. Right. We all kind of live in the tail ends of like crazies. We all think every, we assume everyone is the most offended, right. the most right. you know, hurt, the most turned off by a three texts yep. in a row situation right. when that's not the truth. But also, like, if they are turned off by that, like, you know, I mean, I'm sure, like, we've all had an experience with someone who, like, maybe was more into you than you were into them, and that led to, like, sure. you being turned off or something like that. I don't think it's impossible to be turned off by someone who's texting you a certain way, but it's almost like that's a good thing. That's someone yeah. who, like, figured out they didn't like your style of texting. They weren't a match for you. Like, why would you want that person to be trying? Like, you're, you're not a match. Why would you want to continue dating that person? So it's not like you could ruin it. It's more like you are who you are, and you either, ruin like... It like each other or you don't and it's a two-way thing exactly you made me think of something like like we should be more happy with ruining it like people should be totally. so pumped about ruining you know like like what did you do wrong no what did i do right to get this person the fuck out of my life so i can move on to the next person exactly and i will say that one nice thing about getting older i've, I've noticed myself dating in the past year or so is i am more myself early on and i almost to your point like play up the, the weird bits of me, whereas like, like I can be a really intense texter or I can be really like familiar very early on. And I like to do that to almost weed out the guys who aren't going to like it. Like I, I almost show my most extreme weird self faster because I'm like, if you can't, if you don't think it's funny that like I Googled you and brought it up on the date, then you were never going to love me anyway. That's, that's age. And like, I, I hope people who are younger hearing this, like, you take that away, you just get to that point quicker. But like, what? Are you, so you're single in LA right now, and you just hit a million TikTok followers. So this yeah. is all big news um, for you. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. You were not you were not someone who was in the social media world before this, right? Like, were you doing other stuff before TikTok? I was. I posted my first TikTok almost a year ago today. Um, before that, I was a writer and brand consultant, so behind the scenes, still in content creation, sort of, but not, um, but not like camera facing. And then in lockdown, I picked up TikTok, and as soon as I made my first video, I realized this is exactly what I want to do with the rest of my life. So, so doing this, like, what's that shot of a? How is the the world different for you? Because like. You know, Jordan and I, we've been, you know, spitting stuff out on the Internet for what, you know, Jordan, you guys are betches just said it's a lot 10 of years. year anniversary, a lot of years. And I, lot of years. I've been, you know, I've been putting out garbage, you know, forever. So I'm kind of like we, we've kind of had like a subtle like I'm sure Jordan more than me had a. A, a takeoff moment. Gradual. But I've had more. Yeah. I've yeah. Gradual gradual. Rise. What's it like to go from like. Not zero, but like, you know, social media with your friends, but to like yeah. a million followers like that it has to be like a big change or is it not? I mean, I don't know. I would I would be like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I will be honest. It feels supernatural to me. It feels I, I I don't nothing feels weird to me. It feels like I was born to do this. I absolutely love it. Um, the only thing that really took me by surprise is just how much I care about my followers. I think I feel super protective over them. I love giving them advice. I love hanging out with them on live. I love 
DMing them. Like I, I am shocked at the, the emotion, the depth of emotion I have towards them, but everything else feels so normal. Like talking to my phone in the middle of the street, making all this content, um, this whole life. I absolutely love it. And I'm so grateful. And this is just kind of how I am. I, I might not always be the the first to the party, but when I, when I, get to something that I love, I, I I know it right away. And as soon as I made my first TikTok, I was like, this is what I'm going to do till the day I die. And I'm just so grateful to have found it. How does this sudden TikTok or internet fame, how does that affect when you're dating? Do, do people like, do you find people already like kind of have an idea or think they have an idea of who you are before they meet you or they want to yeah. go out with you because of that or they don't because of that? I mean, for sure, some people don't want to be involved with me anymore, I'm sure. Um, and I vlog on TikTok and I vlog about my dating life. I don't ever use names, but I am super honest about what's going on with my followers. And that comes with a complex set of issues to deal with because it's weird. It's like I, I need someone, whoever I'm with, to be okay with me talking about them with a nickname or, you know, whatever. But I also don't want them to like it too much. And I've definitely had instances where guys are like, am I going to be in the vlog? What's my nickname going to be? Whatever. <laughs> and people try to figure out who they are. So it's, it's this weird tightrope to walk. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it is difficult. It's, it's complex. And I'm at a point in my life where I, the number one most important thing to me is my followers and creating good content, like more than dating right now. Um, so that's my priority and, and being honest with them. So it's it can be difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm must, I, I, kind of. You, but how long um, you guys been seeing each other? Only a couple of weeks. But like, so for example, this is a hypothetical. I hope he doesn't listen to this. But like, <laughs> we're not exclusive. But if I was to go on another date, I would usually want to tell my vlog. But I couldn't now because I know he watches them. So that's that's right. like a little bit of a tricky situation where it's like if I didn't have the vlog. I don't think it's wrong if I go on another date. We've only been seeing each other for a couple of weeks, but he would be, I know he would be hurt if I went on another date. Let me put it that way. So it's like, what do I do about well, that? Right. And I can't be honest with my vlog about how I feel because, well, I mean, I would be, but I can't tell them the the level of detail that I want because I know he watches. Listen, I mean, as, as two people with a dating podcast who have dated people, um, I, I one time at a show, I had a guy at a show and he's there with his girlfriend and the girlfriend is like, um, uh, she's pumped to be there. And the guy's like, who's this asshole that gives my girlfriend advice? And I remember midway through the show, I'm like looking at him. He's got bad energy, hands crossed. I'm like, dude, are you OK? And he's like, I don't know. Every fight, I, it's always Jared says or, you know, <laughs> like I'm like the person in his ear and I didn't get it. And I was like. Yeah, I kind of get that. Like now you're paying to go to a show where like this asshole who who gangs up on you in a in a fight with your right. girlfriend is fucking with you. And then I remember my girlfriend being like, well, you said and I was like, damn it. I fucking suck. <laughs> like I was like mad at myself and the way this guy was mad. So it's like you there is an element of almost I know with this show, it's like it's easier to be honest with a vlog than it is sometimes with the person that you're seeing. Completely, completely. I that's that's the truest thing. I I, I know. I, I find it so easy to be honest with the vlog, but it's like, oh my god, it, yeah, it's it's complicated, right? It's but a part of I mean, a part of early dating is like is also kind of like not saying the exact 
exactly yeah. how you're feeling all yeah. the time. Like there is like that sort of like the excitement and the mystery of early dating. Like, do they really like me? Do they not? You're not going to like, um, I think there is an like, even if for instance, like in a normal world where you didn't have an internet, um, persona you could be going on another date but you would never you would never if, if you were busy the night that the person you liked asked you out you wouldn't be like oh i can't meet up i'm like going on another date you wouldn't tell them right. that you would just yeah, say yeah. you were like busy um so i do think of, like there's that element of like you need to keep things mysterious but you also don't want to be like lying to all the other people who feel like they know you totally and like even and then i i, I tell my followers everything and i again i i know that that could be hard for some people, but for me, it feels very natural. So like, even if I was to go out to dinner with someone, I would want to tell them like what I'm, they know what I'm doing all the time. And I like it that way for now. And so it's just, that's, again, he watches my Instagram. Obviously he knows what I'm doing. It's just like, it's a little bit much, I w- but that's, this is the life I, I live now. And, and as I said, my followers and my content is my top main priority. So that's, what's taking precedent right now. you you probably, I mean, you said you met a nice guy, which is great, but you've probably met, I mean, I know from just dealing with like uh, female comic friends of mine, they deal with like a kind of a different type of assholery where it's like, oh, you're pretty funny. Like, like I do this. Like, do you deal with that too? Did you deal with that where someone's like, I do this. Like I, yeah, I got a TikTok following too. And it's like a thousand people. Like, do you deal with that type of thing? I honestly, I haven't dated any other creators yet but um i i don't know i i have a very i'm very decisive with the type of guy that i like i i either like guys younger than me or older than me i don't like them my age it's nice if they're not in my world i've noticed i haven't yeah as i said i i think it would be easier in some ways to date someone who understood what it's like to have a mild i mean i'm not famous but i have some internet fame, it might be easier to date someone who also understood it, but it's, it's been nice to, to date people that are in totally different worlds. Um, as it's like, it holds me down and brings me back to reality. And also it's just nice to have different things to talk about. Honestly. I totally agree. That's why I um, am engaged to an accountant. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I do think, I think there's a sense, I see exactly what you're saying. It's like, you want someone to like respect what you do and respect your work, but not be so into it that that's like how, you know what I mean? Either like they're striving to be it or like think it's like totally. And especially in LA, which is like, again, I love it so much. It is the most clout chasing town it's it's actually astronomical the shift you asked me before like how is my life different the shift in how people treat me is so measurable it's really really disturbing and obviously that overflows into dating like guys are clout chasers too they they mm. they you know i have definitely felt that vibe where it's like oh you know she has clout she i want to take her on a date or whatever there is a certain type of guy who likes my my personality and my you know someone who's always like it's always always something so i have to be careful about that too now nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout there's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ but a very close second lumi whole body deodorant it's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe and you up listeners can now receive a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com, L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. 
making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. Should we do the email? Yeah, let's do an email. Let's do it. Tanks, you want to join us answering an email? 100%. All right. Listen, people, keep sending yours in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. Very excited. If you don't follow Tanks already, go follow right now. Go on TikTok. Are you and Instagram? It's all the same, right? It's me, Tanks. It's me, everything. Tanks. So go follow, get involved. Um, you want to read it, Jordana? Or you want I'll to read it? Um, Hey, J&J, huge fan of the pod. You up as my religion. (laughs) Hoping my dating role models can help me out with this one, especially since it's not a topic. Uh, (laughs) Amen. You all have touched on yet. I recently realized I have feelings for my male best friend. I know, I know. Sounds like every plot to every rom-com, right? But I'm not asking for the unrealistic fairy tale advice. What should I actually do? We met senior year of college, and I was drawn to his personality and sense of humor, but romance was the furthest thing from my mind. He would jokingly hit on me at parties, and the banter was strong, but no moves were ever made by either of us. We are both 29 and have remained good friends since friends post-college. Well, except those two years, he dated a woman that was jealous, controlling, and didn't like him having female friends. It's funny when people write that, and then they're like, right before that, it's like, and I was in love with him the whole right. time. <laughs> but his jealous, crazy girlfriend didn't like him. Having... <laughs> She's like, it didn't like him having female friends. And then like the whole, the rest of the email is about like why she, the ex-girlfriend is right. Um, however, when his relationship ended, he reached out and apologized saying that he missed our friendship. 
We resume texting, FaceTiming, and even visiting each other regularly. He's in Milwaukee while I'm an hour away in Chicago. Our friends say things like, just admit you're in love with each other, or they're going to end up together. And we both just brush it off. I've hooked up with a friend of his. He's hooked up with friends of mine. But within the past few months, I've realized he's the best person I know, and I always want him to be around. I, I called him crying when my dog died. I FaceTimed him at midnight on New Year's Eve. And lately, I even find myself getting sad when I see him with girls at bars. A slight jealousy I never thought I'd have. So what do I do? Is this information he would want to know or would it ruin our friendship? Is there a chance he could have feelings for me, but have suppressed them after years of me not showing interest? Is it crazy to think we'd be great together long term before we even established mutual feelings? How do I navigate this from the girlfriend? Very tough. Tanks, any thoughts? Well, it's so annoying when people ask you a problem and then you're like, well, this is what happened to me. But last year. I started sleeping with my best guy friend in lockdown and it was tough. It was really, I had a rough go of it and I vlogged the whole thing, which obviously made it more stressful. But when you realize that you have feelings for your friend, that is so tough. I, can you get, can you give us a, like what, what happened in your case? So how did you know the guy and and when did it and who how did the first like romantic thing happen? We we hang hung out all the time and and I was really lonely in lockdown because I live alone and my family is super far away. And and we were we would hike like almost every day because that was the only thing to do. And then one Saturday I just texted him and I was like, I think I'm going crazy because I keep thinking about us smashing. And he was like, well, should we? And then we started sleeping together. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, I have to say, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I, <laughs> I used to have this, um, this <laughs> advice to, to women that I don't know. I, I, I probably said it horribly then, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and say it better now is like text whoever you think your friend is. Hey, we should fuck. And yeah. if they write back like anything, but like, like if any, if it's any form of like what, that means they were on a fuck. Like like this guy being like, should we? Like as if it's never occurred to him. He's, He's like, on the same. Oh, oh, what? I never thought of that. You, <laughs> me, penis, vagina. Like I, I just love the because it's it, it's either it, they have to write back, stop fucking with me. That or stop it. You're ridiculous. Or uh, any other answer is they've yeah. thought about it. Like of that. Course. Oh, yeah. So maybe she should do something like that. Maybe she should just try it. But well, well then, what happened with you guys? So uh, how did it go from there? Okay, so then we start sleeping together and like immediately I'm completely in love with him, like very strong feelings. And eventually I realized that he was never going to date me because he's younger and just like has never had a girlfriend and just, you know, that vibe of like LA um fuck boy and so i was like i i was like i need to get another boyfriend to show him you know what he's missing and then i got another boyfriend and nothing happened and then i got over him are you still friends with him yeah i am do you have any feelings for him now no i got over it i i I mean but here's what i'll say i needed to get it out of my system and i it needed to run its course and i'm usually so strict with advice, but sometimes I do think you just need to not be in pain, but like let things run their course or get it out. So 
to this girl, I would say, I think that if she goes the route of like having some big talk, being like, can you come to Chicago and we're going to have a talk and, you know, see if there's a thing that that's like sometimes too dramatic. Like I almost feel like she should be like, you should come for the weekend and like, let's have a fun time. And I think that they should, you know, have a couple drinks and see what happens and just go from there because they have been friends for whatever, 10 years. It's going to be too awkward and too much pressure if she's like, I think I might have feelings for you. Like that to me is, you know, sometimes you just got to go in from the side, not from the top. What do you guys think? I could agree. Well, I, I have a question about you and this guy. How I don't really understand how you could go back to being friends. Like, yeah, I mean, so, sometimes it's painful and we'll have times where like it obviously it's easy if you have other guys around. So like now I'm mm-hmm. seeing a guy and like I have another uh, other couple crushes that I'm like really into right now. But like about a month and a half ago, I called him to pick me up from a party. He came, he slept on my couch, like we cuddled. There, there's, okay. there's moments where I'm like, oh, like it's coming back. But then I just, I, I, I genuinely love his friendship so much that I couldn't, I couldn't give it up. And to me, I look at it and I'm like, okay, what's the cost benefit analysis like how much pain is it to be to have sometimes those random days where I have feelings for him versus lose him as a friend I'm not ready to lose him as a friend so I suck it up but at the same time if like tomorrow he came and he was like I want to be together I suddenly realized that like we belong together you'd be like down though right kind of honestly I don't know anymore Hmm. I what was I mean not to get, I mean, I, I I don't know if this is too personal. But how does the cuddle happen? Like, what's that discussion like? We just sort of start doing it. Well, but the I mean, like. Thing, the other thing that I'll you... say is, I can't believe I'm going to say this. The other thing that I'll say is that did help me is the sex was not good. Oh, well, that's. Which is interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I, I think it's because I don't. Yeah. I And I think it's maybe because he's never had a girlfriend and so he's never like I asked him the other day I was like have you ever had sex with someone more than 15 times like the same person and he said no and I I was like oh my god this is a huge unlock for me because if you've never been with someone and like gotten to know their body and how it works and then you you don't get it and it's not true intimacy and and then I started I honestly maybe that was the shift for me is because I was like man I, I feel bad for him like he's never woken up and gotten coffee with someone and and like had those cute moments and and i don't know maybe it was how old is he he's 28 it's interesting he's he's having one night stand sex with someone that he should be having one year in sex i and that's kind of the the problem when it comes to the plant-based eating debate there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. 
Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S dot com. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. A lot of times, like, we can just talk about the problem, and it's kind of helpful. Like, yeah. like, when I, like, when I hear this email, when I hear your story, like, the guy isn't stupid like the guy like if you're i do genuinely believe if i feel something then the person that i'm talking to is at least 10 percent away you know so if you think of things that way like this guy that she's writing in about like your friend that is like what a smash like it's not a hundred percent shocking maybe it's 10 percent shocking but it's like like she says, she called like the answers in the email to me. I always want to be around him. I called him crying when my dog died. I FaceTime him at midnight. I meant New Year's Eve. Like yeah. he's involved in this. So like the problem also. And so like, let's not let him off the hook totally. Cause he knows what's going on. He knows there's feelings. He knows he likes the flirt. The other thing is this flirt thing. You guys taking hikes. That's all fun and games. And it gets to be that. The, you can chill. It can be vague. It can be casual without fucking. He can go home and masturbate. The the problem, I'm just like, the, the problem becomes when you open up to a friend this way, casual's done. You yeah. know the deal. Like the idea of like us sleeping, like just, and I'm hearing it from your story. It's like, uh, you're like months ahead of where she is right now, the emailer. Yeah. Because you're ahead and we saw what's gonna maybe probably happen to her. You guys give it a shot. You fuck a, a, a bunch. You have sex. You, you you have some fun times, and then you start going. When do we move on from this? He knows me already, right? Like right. We're, if we're friends and we fuck, it he should be a no brainer. What's totally yeah? And that's I, the disappointing part of the friend thing is like you 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 end up here more than you end up in the rom com ending. Co- totally, and like and like you know, I wasn't gonna say this, but I, I do think I can tell now a year on like he misses me like he misses doing I I can tell he's kind of like he has more feelings I think with a male female friendship that's so close the the percentage of who likes who more is ebbs and flows and I can tell right now he's super into me I mean he he comes to my house every day like he's I can tell but it it's it's only when you truly sort of start to move on it, it can't be fake because I actually do think that my life is a Netflix rom-com so when I did my whole 
plan in the fall. I was like, I'm going to date this other guy and then he'll see that he misses me. And like, I have that delusion or like main character complex where I'm like, this will be the plot. And it didn't work because it wasn't genuine because I was still totally in love with him. But now that I've actually moved on, I think he's actually starting to see what it was. So this is really just your longer, long game plan. (laughs) It wasn't though. It wasn't. And that's why I said, if he came to my door tomorrow and said, I want to be with you, I don't even know anymore because now it's real. And that's, that's the difficult part about the advice is just like, but yeah, I do think. Do you believe that you're friends with him for real? Sorry. Do you believe that you two are actually friends? Like you treat him the exact same way you would treat someone, you know, as a sister, like, or as a brother, like someone that you, because that's, that's my question to this person as well. Like, there's a point where, are you really friends? Like, because when you're attracted to someone, you start to act uh, you change your act a little bit. You're not you do. doing exactly mm-hmm. how you'd be with your friend that you've known since birth. So, Completely. yeah. That's so it's true. like, are you an actor? Are you doing, are you playing the part of yourself? Like, just like you said with the main character in the rom com, like, you know, I think this person has to ask themselves, like, like, is losing this, whatever this friendship is, is she okay with that? Because she might think she's in a friendship that's actually just, given her the flirt and the fun and the crutch of a male counterpart that she's looking for. Right. And I mean, here's, I think the other thing about Tink's your situation and just like this in general is I think that you can continue to be friends with this guy until one of you actually gets into another relationship. Because I, I do think it's like most people aren't cool with like their boyfriend or girlfriend hanging out with someone that they, used to have sex with or going over to their house every day or doing those, you know, platonic snuggles. Like I think yeah. that kind of like in between somewhere in the middle friendship works until like there's a real third person involved, in which case it becomes like weird. Totally. I could never, let me put it this way. I, I could never have the relationship I have with him right now. If I had a boyfriend, it would be so disrespectful. It would be crazy. So yeah, I mean, I think that's true. Um, we just what have do our do? own little world. So, what do we do if we're this woman that wrote in? What do we do? I personally would invite him for the weekend and be like, "Let's have a fun weekend," and then just make out with him and see how it felt. Because anything, because you you're already so close as a friend. If she, if he's the one that she called when her dog died, they're already so close. It would be like it would be too intense to call him up and be like, I think I have feelings for you. For me, I just, that's not how I would try it on. And you never know. Like when she makes out with him, she might feel differently or it might feel super amazing and natural and then it will just flow. But that's me. I I don't like big summits. I hate like a a talk. I hate when guys I'm dating are like, can we talk? I'm like, that just makes me shut down. So usually already know the answer. I mean, I, I I totally agree with that method and I would but I would say though when you when you do go into a friend like the stakes are higher in the sense yeah. of like you kind of have to know like I want to date this person. I you don't really just because if you're friends with them and you're find them physically attractive at least for most women that I know like that's what you want you want to date them. So just go in knowing that and then if the person seems like they're just trying to sleep with you I would get out of that as fast as you can because yeah. you're already going into it like super emotionally inv- invested. Completely. Yeah. I think she needs to admit that he knows she likes him and that he likes her in whatever way. So 
she's claiming to avoid this because doesn't want to ruin the friendship and make things awkward. I think he's avoiding this because he's like, I have to be in a relationship right away. And right. you're an hour away and there's all these logistical things that kind of make that even more difficult. Like, I don't think he's oblivious. Like, Definitely not oblivious. Yeah. yeah so, so I, But I do like, I think what you're both like, I think like the mix of the two is like such a good idea for her where it's like, come for the weekend. But like, hey, I also want to let you know, like, I'm, I'm not like, you know, this is a this means a lot if you come. Like, this means something to me if you come. Yeah. Yeah. Come, but beware. Beware of relationship. Yeah. (laughs) The sign on the door. I just don't think they're friends. I think she needs to admit that, like, I like you. Um, I want you to come here and hang out with me for a weekend to see how this feels. If she can do that. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone can have it, you know, that weekend and then have it not work out. And that's understandable as well. Like, you know, I... I, to bring it full circle to the beginning of our, to the beginning of our conversation, she should it, it, rather know, rather know now, because otherwise yeah. she's gonna, otherwise she's gonna build it up in her mind. You know what? No, I would definitely advocate for her doing it sooner rather than later, because I have the craziest imagination, and so much of like my emotion towards my friend was built up by what I thought we could be in my mind. You know, I imagined this perfect relationship because he knows me so well and we're already friends. But in reality, he might be a shitty boyfriend because he's never had a freaking girlfriend. And for this girl, she's probably spending her days projecting like, oh, my God, he would be this great boyfriend and we could do all this stuff together. Like, you have no idea. So just she's already done that. Sorry to interrupt. But she wrote, I realize he's the best person I know. He's not that great. He shits, too. He sucks, too. He's mediocre. You're mediocre. It's either going to work out or it doesn't. I think that like the biggest thing is like if you do this weekend and he doesn't give you what you want, you have to be ready to like lose him until you can get over it. Like I, okay. I Tinks, not to disagree with you, but I, I think the the cuddle friend, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out. I, I think that's going to be a tough sledding for you. But I, I, I appreciate that you're doing it. I just like it's just but I, I, I think, think, like, also, get I think she it. makes a great point. It's like you can be in love. You can think you're in love with someone and really you're just in love with like this idea of the story of, you know, we were friends and together, yeah. and now we're perfect for each other, which is really more of like the projected story and not like okay. the reality of what's there. And yeah. For me- hey, come for the weekend. Let's smash. And then he goes, uh, 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 maybe I would be leave room to be unattracted to him. Totally. Well, but that was actually the best. That was like the biggest ammo that I had is that when like the sex wasn't good, I was like, oh, like it brought me back down to earth because obviously I imagined like that it was going to be fireworks and and like this perfect match. But when it wasn't, that really helped me ground myself in a reality where I was like, wow, like it's not only is this not what I thought it was, but if we actually dated, it could be totally different to what I thought it was also, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it it takes action to, to bring you back down to earth and to like take your fantasy down a notch because fantasy can be a a powerful thing, but the reality is often a completely different situation. Absolutely. Totally agree. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, 
I love this dating story. I love your TikToks. Everyone go follow Tinks at it's me Tinks right on Instagram and TikTok. Yes. Thank you guys. It was so fun chatting. This was a riot. I'm oh, going to come to you when I have problems. Awesome. And where can they, where can they find, please do. You, you don't even have to write in. You could just come the back. DMs on. We'll talk are about open line. for problems. I got yeah. the direct line. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> where can they find the vlog? The vlog is on TikTok. It's me. Okay. I'll be updating as honestly as I can be given that I'm dating this new guy, but I'm just kidding. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, and if new guy, if you're listening, um, yeah. it was just a cuddle. It was just a cuddle. Literally. Well, there we thank go. Thank you, Tanks. Right. Uh, to anyone listening, uh, we did it again, Jordana. Uh, everyone, keep sharing these episodes. If you're new to the podcast, if you never heard us before, go check out our Wednesday episode from this week. They're all... Uh, the, you know, this type of conversation and we're every Wednesday and Sunday and we'll be back on Wednesday. Right, Jordan? We will. All right. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter and send us your emails to you up at betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.